Welcome to the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour. Driven by Sanderson Ford. Your weekend wake-up tradition. It's Rosie on the House. And a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning to you all. Had a little cool chill up my spine this morning when I walked out early to the truck. I bet I bet the smell of fall in Pine Top Lakeside this morning is something you would want to bottle and sell if you could only figure out a way how to. Although the area is not what, uh, what we see today is not what we would have seen a hundred years ago. Countless mature trees stood tall and straight in their trunks smooth and free of branches many feet off the ground. Minimum underbrush one could see for hundreds of yards through the trunks. It's likely that the sheep herding is what kept the grays off. At any rate, it wasn't after the sawmills came and cut down many of the old trees that new young pines started showing up in much more of a jungle-like environment that we see today. If you're in Pine Top today, you wouldn't have any shortages of things to do. They've got the fall festival going on at Charlie Clark's, the fifth oldest steakhouse and the oldest continuous steakhouse in the Pine Top, or in the White Mountains. You've got the 36th annual Run to the Pines Car Show at Pine Top Lakeside. There's also a neat event happening over in Sholo that the White Mountain Horsemen's Association is putting on. It's called their Trail Challenge, where riders and their horses of all ages and experience show up and have to complete an obstacle course pre-laid out uh, that they get to study and follow along with. Judges will score them, and they'll have prizes after that. Next weekend, for mountain bikers, you've got Tour of the White Mountains, the 24th annual White Mountain Tour. You can go to epicrides.com if you're a dirt biker and find out all the different uh, mountain biking events that are going on. And elsewhere in the state, something interesting in Arcosanti, they have a Shakespeare uh, play tonight in their pavilion. We've got a special guest in the studio today. Yeah, you know, if, if everybody hasn't already left the valley with, by all your enticing events, uh, we'll try to make it worthwhile for those of you who stay in town. And so this week, this whole week has been uh, National Fall Prevention Awareness Week. And I know that sounds kind of like boring, but if anybody's unboring, it's Katie Stumbo of Go Conquer Fitness. Good morning, Katie. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so Katie is our daughter, number three for Rosie and I, and Romy's next in line sister and uh, she comes in every quarter or so to try to get us tuned up and it's just such a great time of year people are wanting to get outside and hike um, sorry people are wanting to get outside and hike Katie almost called her Rachel uh-huh. <laughs> that's what you do when you're a mom you go through all the names all the names start at the top start at the top so you know I just wanted you to kind of share your expertise this this issue of falling keeps a lot of people from getting out and really enjoying it's, yeah, it's it's a big one, you know, and with this day and age, with care homes getting more expensive and things, a lot of people want to age in place. And one of the things that pushes them out of their house and into a care facility is the fear of falling or having it fall, fall in, I can use my words, um, and create an issue where they're no longer able to live at home. So balance is a huge thing. National Fall Prevention Awareness has been around for a while but I don't feel like it's done very good job really getting out there. It's, it's really important. And I've had this topic. I have a lot of clients, 60s plus, 60s, 70s. I have about six clients in their 90s who are all living at home, which is amazing. Every single one of those people are at home. None of them drive anymore. 
thank you, but they are all still living at home. And I've, so I had a lot of people asking me to do some research and, and get them some numbers on this, a lot of clients, and I was happy to do that. But I was shocked. I was shocked what I found when I started digging into the prevalence of falling. One in four people, 60 years and over, report falling at least once in the last year. One in four. Okay. So you think about your parents and um, your two sets of parents, right? Mm -hmm. That's four people. Mm -hmm. One, one of them is going to fall this year. That's what the statistics say. And the cost of a fall, um, the typical cost of a fall is about $100,000 per fall. Because what happens when initial, you fall? You, initial. You break something, yeah. right? Your bone density's uh, lowered. You're over 60. You end up in a care facility. You end up in the hospital. You end up. So that's just the initial cost of a fall. That's not even extended long term. Maybe there's lingering pain from broken collarbone, broken ribs, extended care, medicine, things like that. That is the initial cost. It's a, it is a $30 billion industry in the United States. Falling. Falling. So what is, what is the solution? Do you have one? So the solution is a lot of things, right? So you want to catch it. You want to, I like to start really incorporating balance training into a regiment when someone's around 40 years old, okay? That's going to become a younger and younger number because the baby boomers, they were outside playing and jumping and falling off playground equipment. People my age and younger... That's, well, when, that's their thumbs, their thumbs yeah. right? They're they're not learning these these motor. Their bodies aren't not learning these motor skills. So it's going to become. I see people. Some of the clumsiest people I know are around thirty years old right now. Like, oh my gosh! Like the future is long for you, <laughs> <laughs> and not amazing. So it's something that we have to work on. And and those baby boomers, where it's something we have to start working on, they're going to be in a better boat than later generations because they had that activity when they were younger. I remember recently you and I were watching someone who was afraid of falling and you mentioned that just walking like that, like in that fear is, is worse. It is it, much worse. It is much worse. And it's, it goes back to uh, not Newton's law. I'm trying to remember, but if you think it's going to happen, it's probably going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So having the confidence and well, the confidence, having mm -hmm. the confidence and knowing that your body can perform that by constantly challenging it in the in the balance realm is massively important. So we call that in my industry, we call that proprioception. It's it's your sense of balance, right? So when I'm training somebody, especially around 40 years old, we really start start hounding in on the proprioception training. We we create proprioceptive enriched environments that's what we call it and i have a ton of tools and later on today if you jump onto my website or my youtube channel i'll be uploading some videos on some simple balance exercises for you to do at home but there's a ton of tools that you can buy there's balance pads there's balance discs there's bosu balls there's physio balls there's so much equipment that you can buy and there is a progression to using them so don't just buy something and jump on it right is it is that something you can talk people through or a, a little bit with balance I'll just, stuff. I'll just tell you okay you you got that so rosie and i've been working on our balance right right and what is that thing you the that, balance disc balance disc mm -hmm. and you make it look so easy katie <laughs> but i tell you what i hurt like heck the first time i used it and it really takes some practice it really really challenges you without getting out and doing something crazy you're just balancing on this little rubber inflated disc mm -hmm. and it's it's so it's quite, is that it's something anybody can try? No, 
No. No? No. Okay. <laughs> um, so, there, like I said, there's a progression, mm-hmm. right? And if you go over to Facebook and you jump on Go Conquer Fitness, the first video that you're going to find is one of my clients. He's a 72-year-old gentleman that came to me with essential tremors, and he had a lot of balance issues. So, And he's been working with me for one year. So last September, we started with doing the exercise that he's doing on the video with no cone and no balance pad. He was just on the ground. It was all we could do to get him to stand on his left foot without his right foot on the ground. Well, after doing that <laughs> little disc a little bit myself, to watch that video, I'm, I'm very challenged. I've got I've to beat him. You've got you to you beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that took him this whole progression of a year. First he was on the ground. And First then he was on the ground, and it was what we call the flamingo stance, right? So you're just standing on the, on the ground with your left knee raised. You know, if you can picture that, standing nice and tall, lift your left knee as high as you can and just stand there. That's a great one. Anyone can do that. Anyone can tr- work on that one at home. Okay, stand next to a counter, just kind of hover your hand over the counter a little bit and work on standing on one leg. That's going to be balanced, but you know what? That's also really good for your bone density, okay? The, the, the health of your bones at your femur, that is a great exercise for that, which will, again, help with preventing bone breaks in a fall. And so all the that flamingo. can really help with the core, right? right? And the core, so. and when your core is good and healthy, your balance is better. So they all kind of tie in together. But so, yeah, so he, um, Dr. Alex started with the flamingo and then we did the flamingo and we lifted the left leg out behind us a little bit. And then we added some more elements and eventually we got to him standing on the balance disc. Once he was on the balance disc, we reverted all the way back to the flamingo. So now all he's doing is standing on one leg again. On the disc. On the disc. Now he's on the disc. So on the ground, we progressed five or six stages up until he was really good. And then we brought him to the disc and brought him back to the base level exercise. But now we're in a proprioceptive enriched environment. Your balance is screwed up. And it's really having to be challenged and work hard to keep you balanced on that disc. So then we go back to the flamingo. And then we progress it harder and harder again until he's doing what you see in the video where he's doing the balance taps with the cone and the balance disc. And there are progressions farther than that with more tools. There's BOSU balls. You know, we'll get there. We'll get there. He's come so far, but he has reduced his risk of falling by 60% in the last year. How do you, how do you determine that? I have testing. Uh, I have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a skill set or something? It's a skill set. It's an assessment. That's what I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. So there's an assessment I gave him when he came in and there's assessment I gave him at one year and we sat down, we went over it. That's part of the training program with, with a client. And I showed him where he's come. His strength has come up. Um, I don't have the numbers right off the top of my head. This was already about three weeks ago. Uh, He increased his strength about 72%. He reduced his risk of falling about 60%. Um, And how's he feeling about himself? He feels pretty good. Is he doing other things he hadn't done for a while? So, you know, there's simple things. There's simple things that really challenge, that are really challenging in your daily life. One of the things he came in the other day and he goes, you know what? I didn't think twice. I took all my cereal boxes. I put them on the top shelf, and it wasn't a challenge. I didn't have to stop and rest. <laughs> his cereal boxes. On, <laughs> his cereal yeah. boxes. And he's a tall guy, so his hand's not having to go that far over his head, but his shoulders were fatiguing out. after like. So he goes shopping and kind of bulk shops. You know, mm-hmm. He goes, I can only do two boxes at a time. He goes, now I can put all of my groceries away without having to stop and rest my shoulders. So all of life is easier. All of life is easier. So we're visiting with Katie. Stumbo of Go Conquer Fitness, and uh, we'll have her 
these videos she's speaking of and, and the links on Facebook. We'll come back and finish this conversation. Awesome. Cruise it through the Arizona Hour with Sanderson Ford and Rosie on the house. Time for your true or false trivia questions for a set of Arizona State Park passes. If you think it's true, text TRUE to 411923. If you think it's false, text FALSE. We'll pick a random right winner at the end of the programming segment and you set up Arizona State Park passes. Here's the question. Commodore Perry Owens, the Apache County Sheriff in 1887, was named after his grandfather, Oliver Perry, who was a Commodore in the U.S. Navy during the World of 1812. You don't hear about him much due to being overshadowed by Andrew Jackson. But it was actually Commodore Olive's journal about the battle we first see the phrase they ran through the brambles that later ended up in lyrics in Johnny Horton's famed song, Battle of New Orleans. If that's true, text TRUE to 411-923. If it's false, text FALSE, and we'll send you to any one of Arizona State uh, Parks, including uh, Karshner Caverns, who has a sunset hike tonight going on on the mountains above uh, the cavern where the Wheatstone Block and the San Pedro Block come together. 2.4-mile hike, and is rated as moderate. You can find details for that at Arizona State Parks. Follow them on Twitter. They post beautiful pictures. They had a, a gorgeous Queen Admiral butterfly pictured out of uh, Slide Rock State Park this week. Back to our interview for this hour, and uh, this is for anyone. I'm going to say it because we're all thinking it. This is for anyone that doesn't ever want to say, Help! I've fallen and I can't get up! <laughs> that you is may, true. That's true. You may be thinking, hey, Romy, these are such great events you always mention, but I never get to go because I, I just don't trust myself to get out. So Katie Stumbo yeah. of Go Conquer Fitness, we're here talking about National Awareness Week uh, fall prevention. And so just, you know, let's just continue the conversation about how, how does somebody get, keep from getting to that point? Even you said, you know, the younger kids aren't getting up. What are some of the solutions here? You know, that's a very loaded question. And <laughs> <laughs> I could go all day, but I'm going to try to keep it real short. It's one of those things that it does start when you're a kid. It depends on how much exercise you're getting. So if you have young kids, if you watch, if you have kids or you watch your grandkids, get them outside. Let them run. Let them jump. Let them jump all the time. That's so important. Let them get crazy a little bit on the, on the playground equipment. That's going to help them throughout the entire lives. But if you are all of a sudden hitting 40, 50, 60, I had some people telling me this morning, I mean, they're in their 50s and they're starting to not enjoy driving at night because their proprioception is, is dropping. That's what is that word? What is that word? That, that's your sense of balance and that's your sense of space around you. Okay. So it can be depth perception. It can be your balance. It's just kind of how you're aware of the things around you. Say that word again then. Proprioception. Proprioception. And so there's all those things, but there is a definite marker and it's around 40 years old where we start seeing a decline in eyesight, which is going to change your balance and your perception. Um, Medications can do that. Lack of physical activity. If you're not ever challenging your balance, if you're not ever going out for a walk off of a treadmill, on the sidewalks, outside, on some graveled paths, you're not ever challenging that proprioception. And your body is very good at getting rid of whatever you don't use. So if you never work on flexibility, your body's going to get rid of it. If you're never working on your balance, your body's going to get rid of it. If you're not ever working on your strength, your body's going to lose it. Okay, If you don't use it, you lose it. This is very, very true. So you want to start as early as possible 
with these balance exercises, with with doing bicep curls. If you're going to the gym anyway and you're doing bicep curls, find one of the balance tools that, that gym has and stand on it while you do bicep curls. It doesn't have to be super complicated, especially if you are feeling balance challenged. Don't go try a whole bunch of things on your own. Get get some help. Get a professional to come help you through a few progressions and show you what you can be doing at home and or even at the gym that you do attend. And those those skills, those skills are able to come back. I mean, just look at yeah. your dad, Rosie. Right. When he came out of his accident last year, he was they declared him profoundly weak. I mean, he could hardly walk in the front door. And now he's hiking. We went out for a nice hike on Monday. But that's all because rehab and working with you and building things back up. What do you need from somebody to get from, you know, A to Z? Dedication. 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 A A little effort. They have to be willing to change. They have to be willing to be aware of their body and their surroundings. And they have to be willing to put in the work. Profound weakness, that's a pretty heavy word. A serious word, right? That was intense, what he went through. He has not yet let me film him at the gym yet but he's doing some pretty incredible balance exercises balance and flexibility are two of the elements of health and wellness that are easier to recover if you've lost them so strength after 60 that gets a little bit harder we you can do it it just becomes a little harder and a lot more fine-tuning you have to pay attention to every little dot and period and cross every t yeah things just don't they don't shape up the same as they, they don't used shape to. up the way they used to especially if you've let it go right Flexibility and balance are quicker to respond. They're much quicker to respond. You can have profound improvements in a short amount of time if you are dedicated, focused, and follow a logical plan. So people can recover from things like just being lazy, maybe, or, you know, absolutely a sedentary lifestyle. I don't mean lazy, just sedentary. Or desk jobs. D- yeah. People desk- on desk jobs aren't lazy. They're just yeah. not moving much. There's a difference, right? Right. Yeah. And then from accidents, illness, all kinds of things you can recover from. Absolutely. Absolutely. You give your body the right tools, and it is very good at recovering. Katie Stumbo, Go Conquer Fitness. The answer to today's true or false trivia question is false. Commodore Owens was known as the hero of Lake Erie, which, if you look at a map, isn't even close to the Battle of New Orleans. The rest of that story and tie into the song of the Battle of New Orleans was just one big baloney phony story if you answered false congratulations we're going to send you a set of arizona state park passes the tank is full and we're moving through the arizona hour with sanderson ford and rosie on the house well good morning and welcome back to rosie on the house you know, we've been talking about physical fitness and getting out and, and um, enjoying outside and ways to do that. And one of the things that ran across um, my screen recently was the 52 Hike Challenge. And it's a new movement. And I've invited Carla Amador, the founder of 52 Hike Challenge, to join us in this conversation for a few minutes to tell us about how this movement got started. Good morning, Carla. Thanks for joining us. Hi, good morning. Thank you for having us. So tell me how this whole thing started. Yeah, sure. I was going through a really dark period in my life. I was going through a divorce, and I met my co-founder who inspired me to get outdoors because he had lost 80 pounds through hiking. And that was really inspiring to me, and there was something about being outside that just felt like it, it was something that I wanted to do. And so we went on a hike. 
And I remember feeling hope for the first time in like a year. This was in 2013, so I was setting my 2014 New Year's resolutions, and I just said, you know, I want to hike once a week for a year. And that's really how, you know, we kind of came up with this name, the 52 Hike Challenge. And I came back from this trip and just started getting outdoors on a weekly basis, and I really found that it was so helpful for me to be outside and to get fresh air and to connect back with you know, with nature and the grandeur and, you know, it was like every week there was an adventure to look forward to. So Carla, how do you go from having a hurting heart and finding something you love and turning that into a movement? Yeah, I mean, when I was done with the 52 hikes, I really found that that space and quiet sound in the outdoors was really healing. And I felt that it was so empowering for me as well, that I wanted to share that with more people who I know are also in pain. And I just felt this deep desire to share that story with people. And so we did. And I guess people really connected to the mission. And in 2015, we launched it as a challenge for the, for anyone really to join. And, you know, it really just kind of took off. And people can find this the story and all the connect, connecting, because it is a community, on your yes. website, 52 Hike Challenge, and on there, we'll, we'll talk through some of the wonderful things on there, but you have grown from being one solo person doing 52 hikes. Tell me about the reach of this movement now. Yeah, absolutely. I, I actually believe that it officially hit like a million people oh, wow. or more, just from the sense of like these amazing communities have come from that and other organizations like Women Who Hike and, you know, the six pack of peaks challenge and even things like make a wish foundation was so inspired by the challenge that they decided to create a challenge to raise funds and i know the other day i looked at an email and they said they raised over like six hundred thousand dollars this year wow through that challenge that was inspired through 52 hikes so in terms of a, a because this movement has impacted and inspired other movements i believe at this point we've, we've probably hit the million mark well, it reaches all over we the world, over half of, right? I'm sorry? It's, it's international. It's all over the world. 600,000 um, hashtags on just Instagram alone, so that's pretty inspiring for me, for me to see. Well, you're in California, but you're going to come here. People in, in the Phoenix area will have a chance to meet you in December. You're going to be at the REI at, uh, at Tatum and Shea, or Tatum and Cactus on December 7th. Yeah, the Paradise Valley. Yeah, story, yes. they're going to they're gonna get to see you, and you, you do a lot of educating about getting started and and um, all the connections that you have. But I would like to go ahead and um, turn it over to Sheila here. She, Sheila is a local. Are you a local director, Sheila? Sheila Dowdery? I'm a local ambassador. She, for oh, the that's a good word. Challenge. She's, a, she's the local ambassador for the movement here. So, Carla, thanks for joining us. All right. Take care. So, Sheila, thanks for joining me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. So, um, so tell me a little bit about. You, you're the ambassador. How'd you end up as the ambassador of this movement in Arizona? I've been hiking for a long time. I had already completed two or three 52 hike challenges, and Carla sent a notice out asking for certain states to have people who hike quite a bit help start up a Facebook page in Arizona. And so she set the Facebook page up, but I kind of moderated ad hikes and it opened it up to members all throughout Arizona. 
So that Facebook page is a real place of connectivity for people because they can look on there in real time and see, oh, somebody did this hike yesterday and it was like this. Or, or like you said, somebody can ask, I'm going here. What's that like? Right. You can get right. really good like, input. So if you want to know beginner trails because you're just starting out like I did, there's beginner trails. Or there's the people who are going to hike Mount Humphreys and they want to know, is, hey, is there snow up there? Or is it windy? Or I, when did you last do it? Or I want to find a waterfall. Where can you go to for that? So it's a great place for information. I like your story, how you got started. It was a way to keep you, you and your siblings together. Right. Why don't you tell a little bit about that? So when I first started hiking, I was not a very good hiker. I was scared to hike with anybody else because I thought I was slow. I was out of shape. I just was nervous to hike around anyone else. And my older siblings, I'm the youngest of five, were all going to hike the Grand Canyon rim to rim. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do that. So when they came out to Arizona, because some live in Iowa, some live here in Arizona, I witnessed my sister-in-law, who was extremely slow and not in very good hiking shape. So I thought, well, she's going to do it, I'm going to do it. And my dad had, before he passed, he had made us promise that once a year at least, we would all get together and do something as a, as a family of siblings. So once I did the rim to rim and I actually completed it without dying. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here. <laughs> I was like, you know, this is great. This is a great way to get outside, great way to do things. And it pushes you out of your comfort zone if you want it to. You don't have to, but it's there if, if you want to do that. Yeah, it appeals to that little sense of competition or accountability even. Right, and right. now you have come full circle where you mentor people and you'll go with on a hike with someone who feels like you did, I'm too slow or I'm too out of shape, and kind of walk them through it and let them know, hey, this is wonderful. It's not so bad. Right. My, my biggest thing is you can be as young or as old, but you can still hike. And if you're slow, I'll go slow. If you need to take a break, I'll take a break. If you really want to quit, I'll be like, okay, let's take 10 steps and take a break. 10 more steps and take a break. And then they start, when you start counting steps, you forget. You can't think about anything else. So at the next thing you know, you're at the top, and you did it. Well, when you first open that website, it might be a little intimidating because there's a picture of Mount Kilimanjaro and a, and a hike coming up, but it doesn't have to be that. There's three different levels, so you can decide how you want to participate. And most people are encouraged, especially if they're not hikers, to start at that beginning level, right. that 52 hike challenge. And it, that doesn't have to be something major. It can, it can be, be anything over a mile. It can be super easy. The goal of the 52 hike challenge is to get people outside. And it, it, it can be a mile. You can take your dad on a walk, your dog on a walk. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, Mount Kilimanjaro or, or Camelback here in Phoenix. It can be Papago Park, a walk in your park next door. It, it doesn't have to be really hard. What's the hardest one you've done? I've done Mount Humphreys. I've done Half Dome. I've done some hard, rim to rim. I've done some hard ones. That's great. <laughs> Well, thanks for sharing. If people want to get connected, they can go to the 52 Hike Challenge webpage right. or find you on Facebook. Right. Right. And I also have a personal Instagram. Okay. At Hiking Unlimited. Hiking Unlimited. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was a sunny spring day in 1906 when six men sat on the south side of Mr. Hansen's barn overlooking their new lake they had created when they dammed up. Uh, Walnut Creek and created Rainbow Lake. The six men were John Fish, John Heber Hansen, 
There's another Heber name that might clue you into the White Mountain area. Joseph Peterson, Lewis Johnson, and Olaf Larson were sitting around when they decided we're going to call this nice little place Lakeside. So it's been our featured Arizona staycation destination all month long. Next month, we move to Patagonia, and right now we're taking entries for Kingman in November. We've had great guests in today, and we're going to go back to Katie Stumbo. Katie, throw out your number and your website real quick. Yeah, you can you can check me out go www.goconquerfitness.com and about 2 weeks ago I did post a blog on there about fall prevention so it's a, if you would like more information about what I talked to about today it's right there. And if you want to reach me my phone number is 480-200-4632. You know, we've been talking all hour about the fact that it's fall prevention uh, week, but you know what today is? It's Family Health and Fitness Day. Yes. So tell us what you do with do you have what you do with your your kids? Well, you know, so I've always gotten outside with my kids, and on one of my favorite hikes is uh, North Mountain, right? The one on Seventh Street. I would drive all the way over there, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's paved, and I could do the double stroller. So I started doing that one with my, with my girls when they were very very young. But I want to hear what, we have some extra special guests in today. (laughs) Now, Chloe, this is my oldest, what is your favorite outdoor activity with mom and dad? Um, Hiking. You love hiking? And what about you, Charlotte? I like geocaching. Geocaching. We're out there all the time hiking and geocaching. And, you know, with the young kids and stuff, North Mountain is a really nice one because it's paved. It is very steep, but it's It's paved and it's it's not technical. It's non-technical. So it's a great one to be at. I love it. <laughs> and what is, what is what do you do for your own challenge? For my own challenge, it kind of depends. This year, I haven't done a full marathon in a very long time. So I signed up for a half marathon in December and a full marathon in February. And I plan on doing the Grand Canyon again in May. So I've got my training lined out for me. Wow, that sounds like we have uh-huh. some grandkid time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. How about... Um, if someone wants to make up their own challenge, Katie, that we've been talking about this 52 challenge to, right. that was on, does that sound like a lot for, for somebody? Is there, well, how do you encourage 52. people to challenge themselves? Well, everybody's different, and everybody comes into it at a different place, right? The 52 challenge, that's a 52 hikes. It can be a walk in the neighborhood. It only has to be a mile. Don't get me wrong. That's a great place to start, but that's not going to be challenging to some people, right? So 52 miles over a year, right? It's a year, I think. So that's not... Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good place to start, but some people are more advanced than that. So depending on my, my clients, we set goals individually. I don't just do a plank challenge in my gym and everybody is trying to plank for 10 minutes or, you know, so it's, it's very individual at Go Conquer Fitness. Well, great. Well, hey, thanks again for stopping in and joining Absolutely. us this morning. Helping us get out and enjoy the great state of Arizona. Tuned up and rolling. It's the Rosie on the House Arizona Hour, driven by Sanderson Ford. The Arizona Hour at Rosie on the House. It's also staycation hour as well, and our staycation this month, Pine Top Lakeside, Arizona. And this morning, we thought we'd get a chance to find out a little bit more about the town and about uh, Tony Alba, Community Services Manager for Pine Top Lakeside. Tony, good morning. Good morning. How are you? It's a great day and great to be with you. And after all the rain we've gotten, I'm sure it's beautiful. And it's fall, too, in Pine Top Lakeside, which means fall colors. Uh, have they started yet? You know, they're just starting.
starting. You're, you, if you go drive through certain areas of town and, and go up in higher elevations, uh, you're just starting to see the, the first signs of fall and the changing of the leaves. So oh, over boy. the next uh, two to three weeks, they really should hit their prime. But it's uh, it's beautiful this weekend. Uh, we had a, a pretty good rainstorm just like you did earlier in the week. That'll kickstart those colors for sure. Now, you Absolutely. are the community services manager. What do you do for the city? Well, my charge basically is uh, economic development, tourism promotion, um, event development, event execution, community relations, a little bit of everything. Whatever whatever the boss tells me to do, I do. But primarily <laughs> it's tourism uh, focused and economic development. We're a tourism town, uh, so a lot of our economic, economic development is seated uh, in tourism. I always wanted to ask you this question. Which came first, Pine Top or Lakeside? They both came about the same time, but Lakeside predates it by about a year or two. Both of them uh, have their roots back to the 1880s. Lakeside was founded by a prominent group of Mormon pioneers, LDS pioneers. I guess they, I don't know if they were LDS at the time or not, but Mormon pioneers. Uh, Pine Top actually came along a few years later, founded by uh, a saloon owner, believe it or not, who uh, who made his money by serving uh, alcohol to some of the, the soldiers that were stationed at Fort Apache. So once again, if uh, anyone out there has a career in a bartender, you know, you might have a town <laughs> named after you if you're really lucky. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And Tony, uh, where are you originally from and how did you end up in Pine Top Lakeside? You know, it's interesting. I'm a native of Phoenix. I spent 55 years there, but I've been coming up to uh, the beautiful, cool pines of Pine Top uh, Lakeside since, uh, gosh, uh, I was about 20 years old. I'd come back every summer. Um and I just loved it up here. I fell in love with it. I, I love the outdoors. I love the lakes. I love the changing of the, the seasons. And I knew very early on that I had a dream of, of maybe living up here. Uh, I, I brought uh, who's my my fiance, who's now my wife, but my fiance at the time, who was from Minnesota, I brought her up here about six years ago, and she said, I would love to live here. This reminds me of Minnesota. It's not Arizona. This is Minnesota. I would tell friends uh, when I'd bring them up there, I'd say I could blindfold you and say, okay, I'll give you three choices. Are you in Arizona, Colorado, or uh, another state like Minnesota? And they're blown yeah, away because, they, they, you know, Arizona desert. That's about it. But they don't realize that the White Mountains is another type of uh, geology and a beautiful Beautiful exactly right, and, mm -hmm. and you know we're almost at seven thousand feet up here, and we're right on the Mogollon Rim. It's just beautiful. Um, but so you know, my my wife Anne is a nurse. She decided let's just do it. Uh, we sold our house in Phoenix. I quit my job at the Arizona Office of Tourism, and found a job up here with Summit Healthcare as a nurse. Uh, I came up here and was unemployed for two months, and spent two months walking the dog. Uh, and then fortunately was able to find unemployment. But I knew that if I really wanted to find a good job up here, I needed to be in the community. So I walked away from a great job uh, at the Arizona Office of Tourism. But everything's worked out. You know, it, and we took a leap of faith, and, and everything turned out great. And I'm very, very happy up here. And you stay busy and still have time to walk the dog. Uh, exactly. And now I have two dogs, so uh, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. <laughs> it's a little bit of a juggling act. Uh, juggling act. Well, uh, for those that just moved to Arizona, we highly recommend that you take some time, get on the 260, and uh, head to Pine Top Lakeside. You'll fall in love with the town. It's a great way to get away for the weekend, and even during the summer, a great place to cool off, too, as well. And it's very close. It's only about a three-hour and 15-minute drive. You know, so many people think, where is Pine Top Lakeside? How long does it take? It's about three hours and 15 minutes. 
but it's a world apart. It is so, so beautiful. We're in the largest uh, contiguous strand of ponderosa pines in the world. Uh, we've got great hiking trails and lakes, and uh, it, it's really a place where, uh, you know, families and for generations have come to make memories. I, I caught I caught my first fish up here, up, up on the mountain, hand that sort of experience down from generation to generation. It's, it's a place where you really make memories. And was that a bass or a sunfish or...? It was a trout, believe oh, it or not, a rainbow yeah. trout. Okay, you sold me. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Alba, Community Services Manager for Pine Top Lakeside. That's our staycation of the month. And, um, Tony, thanks for being on this morning. We'll see if we can get a few folks up there to visit. My pleasure. Come on up. The weather's beautiful and the, the leaves are changing. And, of course, there was a staycation involved to Pine Top, and the lucky gentleman that won that is Mike Gillespie. And, Mike, uh, <laughs> I heard you had a pretty good time up there. We had a blast. Um the cabin was great. The the weather was perfect. Uh, I don't know what else you can you can say, but uh, the the guys over at Sanderson Ford hooked us up with a with an F one fifty, and wow, that thing was fun. I was going to say they hooked you up with some good wheels to get up, and that that's a perfect car to get up there uh, from Phoenix. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, for us, the, the trip was up through Salt River Canyon because that was closer oh, to our yeah. house, and mm-hmm. that truck did not care if it was going uphill or not. <laughs> And, of course, you mentioned the cabin. That's at the Buck Springs Resort. How was the accommodations? Oh, that was wonderful. A uh, little little cabin just off in the woods, little little uh, little group of cabins in there. Nancy, I think, took care of us at the as we checked in and gave us some maps and places to go hiking, and, and it's wonderful. Um, I don't know what else I can say, but uh, we just had a great time. And um, did you do hiking and or fishing? Uh, did a little hiking. There's some trails up by the, the cabin, the, the spring trails, follows a couple of creeks up there, and just did a little hiking up there. Then uh, we did get over to the uh, casino for a concert. Uh, saw, you... saw Gypsy, a little Fleetwood Mac tribute band. Very that nice. That was awesome as well. Very nice. And and did you have a nice meal to go along with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. A little Mexican food place in uh, in Pine Top, I think uh, Los, Los Corrales or something like that. We had to fatten you up even more. Well, I'll, I'll blame Sibley's West for this, but uh, oh. <laughs> but, but if you're going to do it, yes. Sibley's West is the place to do it. Yes, they gave us a gift basket, uh, some snacks, trail mix, all kinds of stuff and goodies just to, to tide us over on the way up and while we just hiked around. Well, Mike, I'm glad you had a great time. The next vacation that you can register for right now place where Route 66 goes right through, and that's Kingman, Arizona. And you can do that at rosieonthehouse.com under the Staycation tab. And, Mike, I'm glad you had a good time at Pine Top Lakeside. And thanks, as always, for listening to Rosie on the House. Well, thank you. Uh, Enjoyed it tremendously.